This is the Next Level Running Podcast, brought to you by the expert coaches at Run Doyen, helping runners of all levels crush their goals on race day by matching you with the perfect coach or training plan. Welcome to the Next Level Running Podcast. I'm your host, David Jankowski, here with another monthly edition of this podcast. I hope you're enjoying this podcast so far and that you've remembered to subscribe. So go do that if you haven't already. But with that, today we're talking tempo training or threshold training. Uh, We picked this one because it's a bread and butter component of any good training segment, whether you're training for the mile or the marathon. But it's also an often confused term. Tempos or thresholds tend to be used as a catch-all for anything faster than easy day pace that's done at a steady state. So people tend to just throw that around to make it sound like they know what they're talking about or they feel like they know and they're not quite sure. Uh, Early in my career, I had a problem with that where I thought I knew what the heck a tempo was, but I was referring to a broad array of things when I said tempo. And I think as athletes, it's very helpful to understand what we're talking about to be able to properly execute workouts to get the most out of those workouts. And as tempos or threshold runs are a critical and foundational component of a training segment, it's very important that we know what they are and what we're doing when we jump out to go run an actual tempo effort. So today we want to demystify tempo, walk you through what is a tempo, what is a threshold run, are there different types, what are the flavors of tempo, why do I use these flavors, when do I use them, And then how do I execute these so that I'm getting the most out of each run? So to do that, I'm joined by one of the expert coaches here at Run Doyen, Mark Hadley, who's coached over 100 Boston qualifiers and seven Olympic trials qualifiers. So with that, I'd like to welcome Coach Mark Hadley to the show. Hey, David, thank you. I I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Um, This is a topic I'm I'm passionate about, so I'm, I'm looking forward to diving in. I am too. No, I think I think it'll be a good one. And as I said, tempos and thresholds are kind of a uh, ubiquitous term that we throw around kind of haphazardly oftentimes, even as coaches. I think I'll, I'll end up saying tempo when I mean uh, threshold. I'll say tempo when I mean lactic threshold. I'll say tempo when I mean a whole, sort of, a whole slew of things. Uh, so maybe a good place to start is just an overview of what the heck are we talking about when we're talking tempo or threshold, and then what are some of the different categories? Absolutely. Um, you know, I sort of look at, uh, you know, all, all of the stress workouts we do, and those are the workouts we do as runners to get better. Um, you know, we, we stress the body and then we allow it to recover and it's better adapted at stress. But there's a lot of different types of stress workouts. And so I, I sort of break those up into three categories. I break those up to speed, stamina, and endurance. You know, so the endurance is your long runs and those type of workouts, your speed, you're, you're, you're doing your fast stuff. Um, but that stamina uh, segment is a lot of time what, what a lot of people talk about tempo or threshold is, is that stamina um, segment of the stress workouts. And I really break it up into two categories. I think that there is a, uh, you know, an aerobic threshold and a lactate threshold. And a, a, lot, of, a lot of runners, a lot of coaches um, talk about, and a lot of the magazines out there, uh, you know, talk about uh, tempo and really, they're trying to cover that whole gamut of, of all those stamina workouts. And there, there's, there's, you know, a couple different types uh, or, or several. I have four different types of the workouts that I use um, when I'm talking about threshold work or tempo work. 
And then there's two different categories even within that. Uh, between lactate threshold and aerobic threshold. So yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It's a, it's a term that's used a lot and it means a little bit different to, to different people and stuff. And I, I noticed that when I'm coaching that um, I have to be very careful when I'm first working with a runner. So when I say tempo, they, they know what I mean, not what, what someone else mm-hmm. meant by it or what they think of it as. So I have to be uh, more specific. So I think maybe that, you know, some of what we can accomplish today is, is sort of breaking that out for people so they have a, you know, a good understanding of, of, of what are the different types and, and, and what does it do and when to use it and, and you know, all those things. So that, uh, you know, this, this, will be a, this will be a good uh, topic to dive into. Absolutely. And maybe, so let's start there. Let's start with the, uh, the, you said there were two types that we're mainly looking at. We're looking at AT or aerobic threshold and LT, uh, the lactate threshold. Let's start with the AT. Okay. Do you mind if I switch that? Go ahead. Switch it, switch it on me. That's fine. Yeah. Cause, cause to me, LT is a little bit easier for most people to relate to. Okay. And then we, we can use that knowledge to sort of help find what our AT is. Um, lactate threshold, um, just sort of at a, at a high level, lactate threshold is the point when you, when, when you go out and run and you're running at a, uh, at any pace that you're running at, you, your body's producing uh, lactate as part of the, the process of, of running. And um, the faster you go, the more lactase it produces. Uh, you get to a certain point, you know, when you're running easy, it's no problem. Your body can get rid of that lactate as fast as it produces. Uh, but the faster you get, the more it's producing, and you get to a certain point where your body can't keep up with it, and so you start accumulating lactate in your in your in your system, in your in your cells, and that's what's some of the things that causes fatigue and your your body to not operate as efficiently because it's building up this lactate. Um, so what we uh, when we talk about lactate threshold, we're talking about sort of that point where your uh, your your lactate starts to run away and you can't keep up with with getting rid of it. Um, and that becomes important in, in the race because of the, the faster pace you can you can push out that point, uh, the, the easier it is to maintain a you know a quick pace in a, in a 10k or half marathon and stuff because you're not building up as, as much lactate. So it's one of the things that we want to work on. Um, for for most people, say okay, well that that all sounds good. That's all nice and sciencey and, mm-hmm. and stuff. And, and think, but what does that mean in real life? So a real good rule of thumb to use, or at least what I use is that lactate threshold is the pace that you could hold for 60 minutes in an all-out effort. Um, so if you are if if you do a 10-mile race in 60 minutes flat, you can you that's nice and simple. Six minutes a mile is your lactate threshold pace. Right. And so it gives you a good number to work with. Um, if you haven't done an all-out one-hour effort, I mean not that many people go out and I'm gonna see how far I can run in an hour. Um, sometimes it does, but you might not do that really often. But let's say you did a 5K in 20 minutes last weekend, and that was a pretty good hard effort for you. That, that gives you an idea of, of you know, your current fitness level. Well, you can go into the Rundoin um, website, and we have a calculator there, a pace calculator. Right there on the website, you could enter in your, 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 your time and your recent race, your time trial that you did, and it will calculate for you based on that what is your, your lactate threshold within a few seconds. And, and really, that's all you need. You just need to get a good idea of, of about what it is. Um, and, and, you know, so th- that gives you sort of a, an idea of what your where your lactate threshold is and, and, and why that's um, 
uh, important. It's one of the things that's going to help really all distance runners, whether you're a 5K runner or a marathon runner. It just it improves that efficiency of the body of getting rid of that lactate that's going to start building up and, and producing, you know, fatigue and, and cause you to be less efficient. Right. So what what we're doing with the especially the lactic lactate threshold <clears throat> is we're we're pushing back how long it takes and how fast you can be running before that lactic starts to run away and your body gets behind and can't can't keep up with buffering the lactic as it's getting into your system from the development of those energy molecules, uh, ATP, I guess, right? Because that's what's that lactic point is the point where all of a sudden your lactate, your blood lactate just starts to run away from you. And when it gets to a point beyond that, you get muscle fatigue and then muscle degradation and then total uh, muscle shutdown. And so right. the farther we can push that back, the longer you can run faster. And then to the stronger you feel. So it can actually increase your kick too, because you get, you can leave more in that tank. So that's what we're really targeting here is that, that fine line between that race effort where lactic starts to run away. And when it's just starting to, to creep up, there's kind of a sweet spot right there. And I think that's actually a really interesting point for how you execute these workouts too. Uh, because what you're trying to do is not dip over that, that fine line, because the worst thing you can do is go into that then lactic area where you're not getting the, you're getting minimal, you're not getting extra gain, I guess, is the way we could look at it. But, right. you, you know, so you're not getting the full effect of that workout. If you're going too fast, it's better to has or err on the slightly slow side. I think when we execute these things. Exactly. That's one of the things I tell and we'll get into, you know, more into how we do these different, you know, workouts. How do we target that in a workout and stuff? But I think that's a, that's a great point because that's one of the, the, the things I see that most runners struggle with the most is is starting too fast on these and you know getting excited they're going to go do it you know and they start off too quick and they end up going over that lactate threshold and and, and then maybe trying to you know keep it there and stuff when they would be better off sort of maybe easing into it and just nudging up against it and staying right there mm-hmm. but that's uh, uh, that's a great point and I, I think that that one hour uh, range what you can do in a one hour in an all-out effort is a really good gauge about where your lactate threshold is or it's going to be very close to that um, you know, but that can vary widely from, from you know, from individual to individual. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you look at, you know, aerobic threshold, um, you know, just to, uh, before we get into the actual workouts, the aerobic threshold, the other, the, the other threshold, it's an interesting concept because you hear a lot of different names for it. some runners and some coaches never say aerobic threshold or they say aerobic threshold, but they really mean lactate threshold. And so it gets a little confusing sometimes. So it has a couple of different names. You might have heard it as ventilation threshold, or you might have heard it as caloric threshold. And it's basically they're all inter, sort of interrelated. Um, the faster pace you run, the the more your breathing rate increases. Mm-hmm. And, and you get up to a certain point where you you can't breathe any harder. You're you're, you're running really fast, and you, you know you're you're pretty out of breath. But but that from from an easy run to that you know as hard as you can breathe is is not a straight slope it's it's more like a hockey stick it, it, where it's going to tick up sort of like our lactate uh levels in, in the blood and so the aerobic threshold is is that point where we're making that turn where we're now we're getting we're breathing heavier and heavier for every increase in pace and it's getting exponential in its growth at that same point we're starting to burn calories at a lot faster rate and that mm-hmm. calorie burn rate is going growing exponentially as well 
So that becomes a very important uh, uh, aerobic threshold becomes very important, especially when you start talking about the longer distances. When you move up past the half marathon, you're getting closer to the marathon. Now, aerobic threshold is really a, a great gauge of efficiency and it's something you really want to work on when you're talking about uh, uh, those longer races. Now, where it is, you know, that, that's sort of a physiological uh uh, you know, conversation about what aerobic threshold is, but where does that put us? How does that relate to lactate threshold? Well, aerobic threshold is going to be about four to five percent slower than your lactate threshold. So if you know your lactate threshold, you can uh, you can figure out what your your aerobic threshold just based off of that, and it's going to be really close. Um, there are things you can do to, to maybe move it down to four, three and a half, four percent, and 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 stuff. But generally, it's going to be about four to five percent slower. And so what that means is if your lactate threshold is six flat per mile, your aerobic threshold is going to be about 615. It'd be pretty close. Or if your lactate threshold is 730 mile, your, your aerobic threshold is going to be about 20 seconds slower, about 750. Um, you know, and at nine minutes for lactate threshold, that's going to put you about 925 to 930. So it's, it's about four or five percent uh, difference uh, between those. Um, and then you can always go to the run doing calculator and put in your, your recent times. And that's also going to give you what that aerobic threshold is too. If you don't like doing math, like a, like a lot of us are like, okay, I, 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 4%. I don't know what that is. Well, and that way too, we can avoid the errors. Cause exactly. yeah. Cause you don't want to like, Oh, that's, that's yeah. like 50 seconds or yeah. Or, yeah. I'm, Cause I'm guaranteed to be like, yeah, that's right. And then I'll be off by just enough that it's going to really put me in a hole. But that's that's an interesting point too. So now we're we're looking at we've got a sense for AT. Um, one, I guess maybe this is a good question. One thing I've always heard AT kind of compared to is more like marathon pace, maybe a little faster than marathon pace, and that of course depends on the person because it's not quite fair if somebody's running. That's not yeah, that's not true if you're a four hour marathon or a five hour marathon. It may be true if you are a uh, a two hour marathon. Hmm. Uh, there's like two of those in the world, but. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I've always found it's, it's, easy, it's easiest when we're talking across a, a broad spectrum of runners to talk about in terms of time, because 30 minutes of hard running, 30 minutes of hard running, whether or not you're blazing fast or, or, or back at the pack. Um, so, uh, you know, I sort of look at, I use that one hour to sort of gauge lactate threshold. And then from that, you know, technically, Aerobic threshold is about the pace you could hold for two hours in an all-out effort. Um, not many people do that, uh, or you don't do that very often, at least. So it's easier usually to go with the the, the one-hour thing and then add four or five percent to it, okay. or or just hop onto the Run Doyen website and, and 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 click on that calculator and figure it out where it is for you. Yeah, I I think the calculator is the way to go. It, it just simplifies things exponentially. Yeah. Some people like math. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take that away from anybody. If you want to do the, the four percent <laughs> calculation, go for it. But that's a good place to pivot then into the types of workouts. You said you have four different types of workouts that kind of target these two LTs and ATs. What sure. What are those workouts, and then how do we execute them? Sure, absolutely. So we have four different type of workouts to target threshold, but then we have two different thresholds. So we really have eight, eight different workouts we can do, but sort of how we execute them is the same, just the pace at which we do them, um, you know, is, is going to be different. Um, uh, the, the first one, probably easiest to start off with is lactate, uh, or I call LT repeats or tempo repeats. You know, a lot of people call them, you know, tempo repeats or, or, 
or lactate threshold or aerobic threshold repeats. Uh, some people might have heard them as cruise intervals. Uh, uh, Jack Daniels in his book, he, he talks about them as being cruise intervals. Uh, we're all talking about the same thing. We're talking about working at your threshold pace, whether it's lactate threshold or aerobic threshold. And we're talking about doing them in, in a repeat fashion. So in that workout, uh, let's take lactate threshold repeats first. In, in that workout, what we're doing is we're working at our, our our lactate threshold pace for a certain amount of time, and I what I recommend for people is that 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 be between five and ten minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're working from from between five and ten minutes at a time at our lactate threshold re, uh, pace, and then we're taking a, a short recovery break, and then we're doing it again. And so uh, the short recovery break, I recommend. Uh, 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 20%. So if we're doing five minute repeats, we're going to take a one minute jog break between those repeats. Um, for lactate threshold, um, I found that that you can usually do between 30 and 40 minutes worth of work um, at that. So if you're doing five minute repeats, you know, that would be between six and eight uh, five minute repeats with that one minute jog that, that, that you, you your body can, can handle that in a, in a normal stress workout doing uh, you know that that type of volume so if you're doing 10 minute repeats you're on the, the longer side of that you could do four you could do three or four repeats of 10 minutes with a two minute jog recovery in between them and and that's a uh, that's a good way and, and I like it gives you some leeway in there because you can do four minutes you can do five minutes one one week and then the next week you can you can go a little bit longer and you can you can play around with it so there's some uh, um, some leeway there mm-hmm. but the benefit of this is by breaking it up into repeats, we can accomplish more total time. If we were doing a straight tempo, which we'll talk about next, we might only be able to do 25 or 30 minutes worth of work, but by breaking it up into smaller repeats, we can get in 30 to 40 minutes worth of work. So we're getting in you know, a little additional work. And so it can, can be a good way to, to sort of uh, tackle this or, or accomplish it. And so how, how fast do you go on that, that recovery jog in between? Uh, this as long as you're moving. I, I'm a firm believer in you know, that. That's our recovery time. As long as we're moving, we're staying loose. That's good. If we want to, you know, I, just a slow jog mm-hmm. and just just keep our our uh, our body from tightening up, and we just give ourselves a, just a little bit of a break. And you know, one minute is not very long. You know, you've just been running hard for for five minutes, so you just just take a little break, catch your breath, and then start in on the next one. So that's a you know that's a lactate threshold. Mm-hmm. To compare that to aerobic threshold is is very similar. You can basically just double those times, and but you're slowing down four to five percent, um, and that sort of makes sense because we said aerobic thresholds, which you can hold for two two hours or two hours in a in an all out effort, and um, lactate thresholds, which you can do for one hour in an all out effort. So that's twice the the time. And so when we're doing this workout, we're talking about twice the time. We're mm-hmm. slowing the pace down to that next level and, and we're increasing it. So we're talking about repeats, you know, of, of anywhere from, uh, uh, you know, from 10 minutes on up to 20 or 30, you know, sometimes you could even use up to 40 minutes, but we're, we're looking instead of the 30 to 40 minutes in total in an LT workout and AT, we're talking about 60 to 80 minutes uh, worth of, of, of total work. So that could be, you know, three repeats of 20 minutes or, and you build up to even doing four repeats of, of, of 20 minutes at that aerobic threshold pace. Um, again, with that short uh, jog recovery in between. Mm-hmm. Um, one caveat to that is I don't like to go over three minutes on a recovery. 
because once we go over three minutes on a recovery, we're really not accomplishing um, anything else. And the chances of us tightening up and, and cooling down significantly increase. So we sort of cap that recovery period to, to three minutes. So 20% or up to three minutes uh, recovery in between those repeats. Yeah. And, and I think as an athlete too, I always find <clears throat> that within three minutes, even two minutes, oftentimes you feel recovered enough that it, right. it doesn't really, you, that the extra time is more agonizing thinking about the next repeat than it is helpful. So yeah. <laughs> the, I, yeah. I know sometimes those 30 second or one minute breaks can be tough, especially as you get a little bit on the, the quicker side of these, that can be scary, but it's absolutely doable. And maybe that's a good time to talk about like what this actually feels like when we're doing these, uh, like the tempo repeats or cruise intervals. And I, the, the one way I've always heard, especially of the, the lactate threshold side, is comfortably hard effort. So it, yeah. it feels firm. It feels like you're pushing, but not so hard that you feel like you're about to, to red line or tip over the edge. And is that is that pretty similar for, for how you describe yeah. that? Yeah, that's how I, how I, I talk to my I say it's, it's, um, it's pressing, but feels sustainable for long periods of time. Mm -hmm. So that you feel like, you know, I'm not, I'm not pressing so much, like I'm not going to be able to do this, but for a couple minutes, you feel like, you know, you can carry on for a while, but you're, but you're working, you're pressing the, the pace a little bit and, and to contrast that with aerobic threshold, I, I call that comfortably quick, uh -huh. um, where you go out and you can settle in and you can get comfortable. You can feel like I, I can, I can handle this for a while. I can handle it. I'm moving, but I can handle this for a while where lactate threshold, you're pushing just a little bit more than that. Yeah. Um, you know, and, 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 and that makes sense because you're producing that 15, 20 second per mile difference in pace. I think that's a good way to talk about. And I tell runners, you know, um, one of the things you want to be careful when you're working these thresholds is that you, uh, you want to be working at where you are currently, not where your goal is. Mm -hmm. Say I, you, you, you use the calculator and you realize, okay, here's where I got to be to run that sub three hour marathon, or here's what I got to be to hit that BQ. And they start trying to work out at that level, but you're not ready to do that yet. That's you're not working at your current lactate threshold because your current lactate threshold is not there yet. And so you have to uh, start at where you are and know that's, that's where you want to work towards eventually, but you can't, you can't start there now because then what you're doing is not a lactate threshold workout. It's, it's, you know, it, it's some type of a speed workout for you at that point. Absolutely. And I, I, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's something I've seen across the board, uh, either with teammates or people I'm coaching that people do want to kind of push these forward because they feel fairly comfortable relative to intervals. If you're used to running intervals and, and quick stuff on the track or quick stuff on the roads, and you go into the more tempo based stuff, either LT or AT, especially, you get the sense that you're not pushing hard enough. And yeah, so people yeah. have that tendency to want to push, 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 push. But this is this is a good one to get in there, feel pace, and kind of be just smooth and comfortable. I think that's often why we call these kind of things steady state work. And and that's a good reminder for people to have because these can be huge uh, fitness and endurance benefits that they can give you by just staying smooth, comfortable, and controlled, but still pushing. Uh, um, sometimes it's not about running faster. It's mm -hmm. about running easier while running fast. Yeah. How, how easy can I make this pace feel? How, how relaxed can I be at this pace? Because a lot of times that's where you're going to get your efficiency benefits um, on that. Where on the track and you're doing the harder speed workouts, yeah, you're, you're really pushing for that extra time, trying to get that extra, extra speed. But when you're talking about these workouts, we're trying to build stamina. And so we want to be as relaxed and comfortable while we're running fast. And this is a great, these are great workouts to, to practice that. I tell runners that they should finish this workout feeling like 
Yeah, I worked hard. That was a hard workout, but I was in control. I could have kept going if I mm-hmm. had needed. Exactly. Uh, you know, I think that's sort of a good point. And, um, you know, that's a good point to keep in mind because finding that effort in the workout is more important than what your actual pace is. Because some days you're going to have good days. Some days you're going to have bad days. And so that effort, you know, I was hoping effort trumps pace. But pace is a great feedback point to make sure that we're sort of, you know, in the right range and we're not going too crazy early in the workout or, or things like that. And that's that's a fantastic point. The effort trumps pace because some days it may be a tick or two faster and some days it may be a tick or two slower. And that could just be because you've you've had a tougher week. You're a little more stressed at work or something like that. So so times are a little slower and it's OK to let it be. This is a good time to be patient and just let it be. Yeah, or you're doing the workout in a 72-degree duple. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to be able to do that as fast as you did on the nice 45-degree cool fall day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's the same uh, you know, it's the same thing. The body's still working hard and stuff, but the paces are going to be slower. Um, but that's you still get the, the same benefits as long as you're putting in the right effort and the right work. And, and I want to stress that because I think that's a point that was really hard for me to learn as, as an athlete was that it's okay to be a little slower on this Tuesday than I was last Tuesday on a, on a tempo effort. And you're still getting the same benefit out of this workout. As long as you're staying within the ranges that you should be and feeling your body out, you can be okay. Like just being okay with that was a really hard thing for me. So I want to stress that to everybody who's listening, that is okay. If you're having a bad day, just keep going. (laughs) So tell people that your body your legs cannot read your watch. Mm-hmm. It has no idea what that pace says. It only knows how hard it's working. They only know how hard they're working. And yep. if they're working hard and you allow them to recover afterwards, they're going to get better. They're, they're, they're going to get the benefit from it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So that's, uh, you know, so, so that's the first workout is, is repeats. And, and, and those can be great because we can use those a lot. And a lot of the times when someone's coming back from a break, those are one of the, those workouts I use. We, you know, we'll keep it on the shorter end of the time range. It's a good workout to sort of get yourself back into the tempo feel and stuff rather than trying to go out and do a, a full tempo workout, you know, without a break. Um, these, these tend to feel a little bit more manageable. Mm-hmm. Uh, later into a cycle too, these can be a chance where you, you can press the envelope on that threshold pace a little bit. Um, you can, can bump up a little closer to it um, on that, and that can help spark uh, spark some improvement. Um, so those are repeats. The, the, the next one is probably that you know just the most quintessential uh, stamina workout there is, and that's you know a, a threshold tempo run. This mm-hmm. is what most people call a tempo run. Um, for me, uh, I look at that as between uh, for a lactate threshold between 24 and 30 minutes of continuous running at or very close to our lactate threshold pace. So we might want to spend the first minute or two, you know, easing into it and getting up to that lactate threshold pace. And then we want to hold it really close to that threshold for the, for the majority of the run, Uh, you know, for usually the body, you know, in a regular uh, 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 training segment can handle doing that for 24 to 30 minutes at a time. Um, that's going to vary in distance depending on, on, you know, the individual An elite runner might get five or six miles in where, you know, a, uh, a, a newer runner or a slower runner might, might be three miles, um, for them to do. So that's, uh, uh you know, don't ca- get caught up on, on old temple runs got to be five miles. Well, that might be right for some people, but not for others. Yeah. Um, if you're trying to push at your at one hour pace and you're, you know, a 12 minute miler, um, 
you know, that's that's going to be tough. That's you're, you're talking about a really hard effort for you. And that might be something a little hard to recover from. So I look at it in time and then sort of adjust that to whatever the pace of the individual is as far as how many miles that puts them. So, you know, just like I described, it's really simple, straightforward, um, but there's almost no better workout for stressing your your stamina and that lactate threshold. You're just grinding it right there at that threshold pace. Um, and if that feels, you know, really easy to you, you know, it feels a little bit easier, see how relaxed and comfortable you can make it feel instead of necessarily pushing it to go even faster, you know, let it, let, let that fitness come to you and, and see how, how relaxed you can be at it. On the other side of it, for, with the aerobic threshold, it's, it's the same thing. It's 48 to 60 minutes, just double the time, 48 to 60 minutes at that threshold pace, uh, at your aerobic threshold pace, and just, uh, you know, Ease into it over the first few minutes, settle in, and then just nice and steady, uh, you know, the rest of the race. By easing into it a little bit, you're actually going to end up with a slight negative split, um, uh, you know, if you kept it, you know, pretty even uh, most of the way. Um, and, and ideally, that's how we want to race is very, very even to slight negative splits. And so practicing that in these tempo runs is, is great. So that's uh, uh, sort of a, it, it's very simple. Um you know, in concept to, to do, um, but it takes a little practice, get used to those and, and stuff and, and allow yourself to like, not think of it as a race. You know, we're not trying to race these, these, these times we're trying to run it within, we're trying to find that threshold and we're trying to stay right there and allow, let our bodies adapt to it and get better at processing that lactate or are better at improving our, our breathing rates and our, our, uh, caloric rates and, and those different things. Um, and, you know, if, if we're pushing too hard, if we're treating it like a race and we're going a little bit too hard at it, then we're going to cross those lines and we're going to get actually, we might have a faster time on our, our watch, but we're going to get less benefit from it because we didn't really stress our lactate threshold that much. We were over and above it because we decided we wanted to hit a five mile PR on that workout. Right. Yep. And then we jump into that gray area where we're getting more muscle degradation than we're getting benefit from the workout takes longer to recover. So when you jump back into the next one, it's a little bit harder to do than it should have been. And you just don't get quite the same benefit pushing back that zone. Cause that's, that's, that's that whole key, right? Is we're trying to push back that zone where we start buffering lactic so that we can push it longer and longer and longer and be able to get faster and faster and faster and feel smoother and smoother. Yeah. I, I often tell runners, I'd rather than give me 95% on that workout than 105%. Absolutely. And I, I think that's a good place to even talk about in this specific workout, some of the, the main issues we've seen. I think one for me is in these workouts, especially the, the LT side. So the shorter, this 24 to 30 minute range, uh, I see a lot of people get out way too fast and then put yeah. themselves into some debt early on. And for me as a coach, the thing I love to do is if somebody gets out in that first 400 meters, half mile where they're way too quick and usually, you know, pretty, pretty fast, just call the workout, stop, pretend like that was just a good warm up for the legs. Cause sometimes that's what we'll do is do like a long 300 meter stride, give it a yep. couple minutes and then start it over because sometimes that's just going to happen. You're going to get excited some days and you're going to go out and yeah. you're going to do something silly. Yeah. Especially if you get all your, if you get a bunch of teammates together yep. and stuff, yep. I'm, I'm going to be Joe today and, and you get those, uh, those, those, those juices flowing. Sometimes it can, it, it can foster that. Yeah. So it's, it's always good to, just that's why I always tell people ease into it. I'd rather you be too slow at the half mile than too fast. Mm -hmm. 
especially because when you when you're building a lactate, when you're talking about lactate threshold, if you're buffering right up, you know, you're gonna settle in right at your lactate threshold. That means if you've gone above it, if you've spiked your lactate before below that, it's not coming back down because you're right at your threshold. And, you know, I think I see a lot of people in half marathons make that mistake. Yeah. They go out too hard that first mile and then they're carrying that lactate the rest of the way because it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You don't you don't have time to buffer it away. And you actually mentioned something really good that it, it reminded me one of my favorite things for these types of workouts, whether it's the the shorter, the LT or the AT version of these these longer threshold runs here is doing this with people who are similar fitness. This is a great way to do a, a joint effort and kind of build with each other and work together to keep each other accountable. And it's kind of a fun, it's a fun workout to do in a big group of people. So if you can find yeah, people who are similar fitness, this is a great one. More control. These type of runs feel a little bit more controlled. And so, and so we're, we're not, um, and you know, you, you don't feel like you're, you really are pressing that, uh, uh, going for that 105%, like you might when you're doing 200 or something. Right. So, uh, yeah, definitely. It's, it, it, it's a good workout. And, you know, I think that, uh, uh, you know, some people even get to the point where, where they can, they all jump into a race and use it as a tempo run. Um, you know, as long as if you're the type, some personalities can't do that. Some people can do that. Uh, um, you know, some people I'm in the races all out. Um, but some people, if you can, if you can do that, I mean, that, that's a, that, that, that's an opportunity to do that on, on streets that are not cluttered with cars. So that's, the quintessential tempo run, whether it be a lactate threshold tempo run or an aerobic threshold tempo run, it's just a, a long continuous run at a, uh, you know, at, at a certain threshold, a certain target um, rhythm and pace. And, um, you know, it produces a lot of benefits. It's, it's a great way to, uh, um, to improve those different thresholds because we're just pressing up against them for, for a long period of time. Um, another way to attack to uh, uh, tackle it, our, our third workout is a progression tempo, right. and and that's a little bit uh, that's a little bit different. Where we're starting a little bit below the, the the threshold, and we're gradually going up to the threshold, and then a little bit above that threshold, and so we're getting a little bit of crossover um, there, and that has some benefits, um, you know, both on the, the physical side and the, in the mental side, um, you know. Physically, because we are purposely later in the run um, going over that line. And so, so we are, you know, we're not only pressing up against that line, but we're going over it a little bit, which can spark um, some, some different growth uh, there. But it's also teaching the body to sort of to ease into things. And it's OK to sort of work your way into it and get it, get, get into that type of rhythm. Um, it's really just sort of a, a, another angle to, to work the threshold at, you know. I like thinking of, of working a certain physiological point as pushing a couch across our living room floor. If I'm pushing a couch across the living room floor and I only push from one angle, I'm going to start losing leverage. I might move it good at first and then it's like, okay, now it's going off course. I have to push from over here. I have to move over and push it from a different angle. And, and when I do that, I get better leverage again. And so I'm pushing it from here and then I'm moving over, pushing it from here. And by doing that, I keep good leverage and, and, and are able to move it to where, to where I want it to be. Where if you just do one workout, one, one type of workout for lactate threshold, after a while it becomes less effective. Uh, and, and it becomes helpful to, to sort of attack it from a little bit of a different angle. And so that's what these progression runs do. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're attacking our, our lactate threshold for a little bit of an angle. We're, we're easing up on it and then we're, we're staying pretty close to it. And then we're going beyond it, you know, towards, towards the end. 
Um, one psychologically, one of the benefits of doing this workout is it really mirrors the effort profile of a race. Um, while a race is a little bit more easily, evenly paced, they're all out. And so it, it can feel almost like a progression run because it gets really hard. That Anybody knows if you run a, a 5K on the track, 12 laps, lap 11 is a whole lot harder than lap two. Yep. And, <laughs> you know, and, and, and so it feels like you have to put in a lot more effort to run that same pace that you ran on lap two on lap 11. And, and um, so it feels a lot like a progression, the, the progression and effort, the effort profile is very similar to a, a progression run is in training. Um, so that's one of the things that just mentally can sort of benefit you there, because now you're doing a workout that has a, a, an effort profile more, more similar to how you're going to race. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I found these particularly helpful for me in building up the kind of mental, mental muscle to be able to do the long AT tempo runs or long AT thresholds, because it allows you to kind of break that up in a way that's a little simpler and, and easier to chunk. And it makes your mind not think about, oh my gosh, I've still got six more miles to go. It's just, okay, at this mile marker, I'm going to pick it up just slightly at this mile marker, just slightly. And it's an easy way to kind of play with the pace and, and interest, introduce yourself into the idea of long tempos in particular. Yeah, absolutely. It, 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 one of the, one of the benefits is it forces you more to stay in the moment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and in the moment. Uh, and, and that's really the huge benefit of the wave tempos we're going to talk about in a minute. But 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 you can definitely see it in these progression um, runs as well. Um, just to cover the, the full gamut, then the aerobic threshold tempo uh, or progression run is going to be similar. It's going to be that it's going to be the same um, duration. Both these progression runs are the same duration as a regular tempo run. So 24 to 30 minutes on the LT side. And um, 48 to 60 minutes on the AT side, um, but we are, uh, uh, you know, so it's that, that same thing where we're just we're, we're easing into it, gradually working up to that uh, uh, that threshold, and then allowing ourselves to go a little bit beyond it, um, you know, in the in the last section there. Um, and you can get as reg- regimented as you want to with those workouts. Those are sort of fun because you can sort of do it a little bit uh, differently. You can break them up into five minute segments and okay, I'm going to pick up the pace a little bit here and a little bit there, and depending, you know, or you can just do it free form and just like, okay, I'm going to ease into it and go a little faster and then push it harder at the end and, and sort of let that, you know, take, take shape. However, you know, however you're feeling that day. Um, so there, there's a lot of flexibility in, in with that, but it's a, it's another good workout to have in the tool bag to sort of pull out. And when you just not in it, for that regular flat tempo run today, we just do a little progression. And a lot of, a lot of times my runners will, will come back and tell me like, they felt great on that. It's like, yeah, that was, I, I really, that jazzes them up is that, you know, it's, it allows your body to work into it and build up and, and get settled in and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it allows you to go for it. We feel like you're really, you know, doing something there at the end. Um, so it can be very, you know, a very positive mental benefit, to, um, you know, from that type of workout as well. Oh, I agree. You can come out of those feeling really powerful, especially that last mile or two when you kind of just open up just a little bit and it, it, it can leave you feeling pretty ready to rock and roll. It's, it's, I think it's a really good one. One early in a training segment when you're trying to build up the mental muscle to do the longer tempos, but two at the same time on the back end of that, when you're getting close to the racing season, you're getting ready for your big race and you're, you're wanting to feel sharp and, and like something's, you know, like it's really clicking. That's a, it's a really good workout there too, to build up that kind of confidence. But then the last one, so we've got wave tempos. Let's talk wave tempos. I love, I love wave tempos. (laughs) 
wave, wave tempos are great. The premise behind a wave tempo is we're going to take that, that threshold that we're targeting, whether it's AT or LT, mm-hmm. and we're going to alternate segments, even, even um, uh, segment amount, so maybe three minutes or five minutes, however we decide to break it out. And we're going to spend one segment just shy of our lactate threshold and uh, or our aerobic threshold, and then one segment just a little bit faster. So it basically we're minimal overload and minimal recovery. And so we're going, we're just sort of, that's why I call it sort of a wave. It's sort of up and down, just back and forth across that threshold. And uh, that's stressing the body and in, 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 um, challenging it to, to adapt to that um, pace. And a lot of times what will happen is that will improve your, the threshold that you're working. Um, so let's, let's break it down and give an example of this workout for a, a lactate threshold. Let's say we're going to do a 30-minute lactate threshold uh, wave tempo. And we're going to break that down into 10 segments of three minutes each. Um, I always start uh, these with the slower segment. So we're going to do the first three minutes. We're going to be um, about four or 5% slower. Uh, usually four is a, a good target. So about four, 4% slower than our, our lactate threshold. So what do we know about 4% slower than lactate threshold? That's aerobic threshold. So mm-hmm. we're starting just a little bit slower. And then the next segment, we're gonna go say 4% faster. Uh, so we're gonna go 10 to 15 seconds slower than lactate threshold, and then 10 to 15 seconds faster than lactate threshold. And we're gonna alternate these segments back and forth. After we do three minutes at, at that faster, we're gonna come back three minutes slower. So this is a continuous run, so we're not taking any breaks, but instead of just running a nice even pace, we're moving back and forth across that, that, that threshold. Some runners like to think of this as, as, as an interval workout with fast recoveries. Instead of that slow jog recovery, I'm, I'm running faster on that recovery. Um, you know, I always thought of this a tempo run with surges. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of different ways you can sort of whatever mentally works for you. Um, but this becomes a very, uh, you know, a hugely beneficial workout that if you look back in, in the training logs of the, the men of Oregon and, and, and stuff back in the 70s and, and 60s, they were doing this type of workout. Um, they just called it different things and they were targeting different uh, physiological points. They were targeting uh, VO2 max and stuff um, back then. But uh, it was one of the interesting things that uh, I think I read in, in Renato, one of Renato Canova's um, papers that, that actually physiologically what it's doing here on the lactate threshold is in actually improving the permeability of the cell membranes and helping it be able to get rid of lactate quicker because we're, we're getting it up just above that steady state where that it can maintain. So it, it's accumulating it and then um, we're going just slow enough for it to start to dissipate. Mm-hmm. So we're going accumulating just a little bit dissipating just a little bit and that movement back and forth for an extended period of time really helps the body it it, it challenges the body to to learn to adapt and and when it does that it, it improves your lactate threshold and that same concept can be used on a lot of different physiological points so you can use that lactate threshold and you can use that at, at aerobic threshold and what you'll find in doing that workout is that often now when you go next time you go back to do just a straight tempo run at that pace at that you know at the, at the even th- uh, uh, threshold pace you're going to feel a little bit more comfortable mm-hmm. doing it. I, I've noticed that personally, and, I, and I've talked with a lot of my runners, and, and you know they, they've mentioned that as well. Is that it helps them feel a little bit more comfortable and a little bit more relaxed. Like oh, all I got to do is keep this even pace. Oh, that's that's great because that last workout I had to go up and down, up and yeah, down. Yeah. 
So, so now it just it makes it feel a little bit uh, uh, more manageable. And again, you could do it for 24 to um, uh, 24 to 30 minutes on a lactate threshold. And I recommend um, that you do uh, like uh, three to five minutes or, or half mile segments um, on that workout uh, for, for the shorter uh, ones. For the aerobic threshold, it's 48 to 60 minutes, and you might do a, a little bit longer. You might you might do you know five minutes or a mile or or you know six or seven minutes. Um, could be a little bit longer uh, uh, periods on there. I try to break it up so I'm going to get roughly eight to ten segments. So four fast, four or five fast, four or five slower, even though it's not really slow. But, uh, you know, and I, I have found I, I've used that quite a bit. And what I found is, is that's a that's a, I almost call it a breakthrough threshold workout, because a lot of times if I'm seeing a runner starting to stagnate in making progress and I, I add that threshold, that that wave tempo in, I, I see improvement. I, it seems to spark improvement on the majority of the time I use it. Um, but I think even almost as great as it is physically, um, it's even better mentally mm-hmm. because it forces you to stay in the moment. You have to execute one moment at a time. Um, a couple of Olympics back, I was watching the Olympics and I, and I was just looking for general themes. Whatever the people, the people that, you know, they interviewed the people who, you know, won the gold medal and it did well. So I was watching, you know, not just running, but all of the, the events. And I noticed a theme, you know, almost every conversation they had, the person talked about staying in the moment, executing in the moment. I just I just focused on what do I have to do this play or this set or this lap or this segment and just took it one at a time and execute what I had to do. And that's uh, you know, that's uh, that's how our, our best performances happen And this workout forces you to do that. You have to focus on what pace am I supposed to be running in this segment? Yep. You know, what am I supposed to be doing in this and take it one at a time. And then the next segment you can, you can, can do the, that. Um, one interesting side note about this workout is I found that where people struggle is on the slow segments. They can hit mm-hmm. the fast segment, yep. but they tend to have more trouble hitting the slow segments and stuff because they, they maybe they back off too much. And so, so which is, you know, almost counterintuitive. You think, okay, the slower segment should be easier. And and it's funny because that's exactly the same thing. um, uh, Bowerman and Dillinger said at the university of Oregon, when they did their 40, 30 workout, which is the same principle is, is we didn't, it didn't hit the people didn't, didn't uh, get knocked out of the workout because they didn't hit 30. They got knocked out of the workout because they couldn't hit 40. Yep. And, and, and to run that through for people, it was 40 second, 200, 30 second, 200, and just go around the track till they couldn't go anymore, which is yeah, a monster of a workout. The workout was over as soon as they didn't hit uh, uh, under 30 or under 40 on the, on the segments. And it was to see who could go longest. And then, geez, some of this uh, pre and, 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 and Galen and stuff, they, they did. Oh yeah. I have six miles of that stuff. It's crazy. Yep. Yeah. It's a, uh, it is a, a rough workout, but I, I love the, uh, the wave workout, especially because I, I think it really brings together the concept of what we're trying to do with, especially the lactate threshold stuff, because what you're doing is going a little bit above a little below. And if we think about that, what we're doing when we go above lactate threshold is we're, we're producing more lactate than our body can buffer away. And when we're going before we're doing just a little bit less than our body can buffer away. So we're able to kind of catch back up and get back to even. And so you're forcing that body to deal with more lactic than you want to, and then to buffer a little bit more as you're 
quasi-recovering but not recovering. So it's a, it's an interesting way to conceptualize to where this this fine line is, especially for the LT side of things. And I think that's a that's a that's a good way to conceptualize this whole topic even too. One of the things I found too, especially uh, um, you know, I have a, uh, a, a higher level marathoner who's getting ready to run his marathon in a couple of weeks. And one of the last workouts I typically have um, a marathoner do uh, a lot of time is an aerobic threshold uh, tempo, especially if it's a, a higher level runner where this is going to be pretty close, where the average he's going to average for, for the workout is going to be pretty close to his marathon pace because it really makes him feel more comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, at marathon pace uh, 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 for doing that because you're going just a little faster than marathon pace, just a little slower, a little faster, a little slower. So then now we, all you gotta do is keep marathon pace. It's like, okay, yeah, that's no problem. Yep. Um, so it's, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a real good workout. Uh, um, I, I love it. I probably assign it more than most coaches, uh, much to the chagrin of some of my runners, but uh, <laughs> uh, I, I just think it, it, there, there's a lot of benefits to it. And it's another wrinkle in there, another way, another angle you could push the couch at to move it across the floor. And, you know, by, by using all these different workouts, it really gives you a lot of tools to uh, attack these two thresholds. And these two thresholds are really key in building the fitness for runners who are, who are looking to race between 5k and the marathon and distance. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I think that's a, that's a good point too, that maybe is a, an often stated thing, but it, it fits in very well here which is the system that is stressed is a system that stands to gain from that stress. So that's why we're, we're specifically targeting like an aerobic threshold to build that, that kind of endurance base and the lactic threshold to kind of push back where your body's able to, to buffer away lactic and, and be able to go for those harder efforts longer. Again, that's like the, the hour all out effort. Uh, so hopefully pushing back whatever your, your 10 mile race pace or your, maybe even your half marathon race pace if you're cruising. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I think that's helpful for conceptualizing those things. But then two, how often should I be doing these things? So so when we're looking at a, at a week of training, how much of my week of training should even be threshold or tempo work? Yeah, you know, I, I think it, that the answer depends a lot on, on the individual. Mm -hmm. And uh, what events are they training for? Are they training for a mile? Are you training for a 5k? Are you training for a marathon? Um, and then how many stress workouts uh, can you get in in a week? How many, how many stress, work, what kind of program are you on? Are you doing two stress, you know, three stress workouts, two quality workouts in a long run a week? Or are you doing one quality workout in a long run a week? You know, so I, I sort of break that out. And when, when I look at training phases, um, I look at a fundamental phase and a specific phase and a fundamental phase, I'm going to keep it pretty balanced. Um, so I'm going to, you know, for every speed workout I do, I'm going to have a stamina workout um, and I'm going to have a long run. Um, and so I tried to keep a very even mix. Now, when you get more into the specific phase, if, uh, if your race is a longer race, a half marathon or marathon, here's where you, you, you're going to increase that, uh, how often you're using that, uh, those threshold workouts, because those are going to be more important to your end success in the race and, and closer to your race pace than the, the short speed workout is. So we're going to start increasing that more into the, uh, you know, into the program. And, and you can even get into uh, um, things where you actually include a little bit of this work into your long runs. And so now you're doing a long run where you might have a couple of tempo intervals in your long run, um, you know, because we're, we're building up some type of a specific in, endurance that we, we need for the, you know, for the marathon or for the long race, and, you know, build up additional strength there. So we see it a little bit more frequently the closer we get into our goal races, but early in a cycle, we want to keep it more balanced and stuff so that uh, you know, we're, we're building up that, that total fitness. Well, and I think the, 
incorporating it in into the long run is actually a really good point. That's something I believe that the Japanese marathoner uh, Toshiko Seiko used to do quite a bit, which is play with that, uh, like the wave intervals in the middle of a long run. And what you end up finding that happens is by just doing those kind of wave intervals, you start to feel more comfortable in the long run. This was really helpful for me when I was trying to increase distance on long runs as I was building up for a marathon. And doing that in the middle, just kind of playing with speed, going a little faster than marathon pace, a little bit slower than marathon pace, and back and forth, back and forth. And then, you know, by the end of the run, you feel a little bit more smooth. You're not thinking about the run so much. It's a, it's an easy way to get your mind out of that just mile, yeah. mile, mile. It helps break it up. Yeah, yep. so that's great. I think when, when I'm pulling together uh, a training plan too, I tend to use, especially the AT, the, so these longer threshold and tempo work, a lot more in the base phase. And then I start to couple them both together as like two a week as a, so one lactate threshold and one AT uh, a week as we start to move toward the more meat of your, your training segment. And then as you get farther along, phasing out the ATs a little bit toward the end and replacing those with some of the speed intervals or maybe alternating them week to week. But like you said, it kind of depends on what you're training for, what you respond to and where you are in, in your training cycle and what your goals are. Exactly. What your weaknesses are, yeah, that too. Um, you know, yes. Well, if you're a if you're a five k guy, if you're a mile or five k guy, historically now you're moving up to the marathon. Yep. Your speed's not going to be your limiting factor <laughs> in the, right. but your thresholds probably can be. And one of the great things about threshold is we can improve our lactate thresholds. We can improve our, our both thresholds for a lot longer than we can improve our our um, VO2 mm-hmm. and our speed. So. Um, you know, those are something that you can work on for 10 years and still make, still make gains on. Um, so that's, uh, you know, that's, that, that, uh, that's nice to see. And that those are more important in the longer races than they are the, uh, the, the shorter races. So that, uh, yeah, that's probably why as we get older, we start to move up in distance. Yeah. <laughs> well, and kind of a, a personal anecdote that I think is helpful too. So when I first started dating my wife, she was trying to train for, she just qualified for Boston and she was trying to train for a marathon, uh, personal best. And she had never really done workouts before. And that's when I introduced her to the idea of tempos and threshold runs. And this was a very intimidating workout for her early on, especially the, even, even the lactate threshold, the 20 to 30 minutes sustained effort, but, but especially the, the, uh, the aerobic thresholds when we're looking at that 48 minutes to an hour, but it, for her, this was the biggest confidence building effort in her whole training regime because it was something where it was like, I've never done, because she was approaching it as an interval, right? I've never done a one interval that's four, five, 10 miles long. And now I went and executed that and I feel awesome. Like I come out of it feeling strong, like I could keep going. And that's how you know you're doing these things, right? And I, I, I think I, I mentioned that because it was such a powerful thing for, for her and building confidence for her training. And she started to see really huge benefits from these where, you know, you, you'd, you'd go run one and you, you could do maybe the, the four miles and yeah, I don't know, whatever, whatever the pace is, seven minute pace. And then the next week she'd come back and six, six fifty felt easy. And it, it ended up being a, a huge chain game changer in the way that she approached her marathon and ran her marathon. I think she knocked 20 minutes off her marathon time. That first one, just by all we did were tempos. We didn't do any intervals, nothing That's- else. So it, it's yeah, no, that's a that's a that's a great point. That's a great uh, uh, story to emphasize as well. Is you know one of the things that I see, and I see this as a universal problem in in running and and with 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 you know all the runners I've I've worked with is really training not needs to not only build up your body, it needs to build up your your mind and your confidence level. 
Um, so that's why you got to make sure you're not too hard on yourself uh, on workouts. I see a lot of runners that are never satisfied. They always, always, oh, I could have done this better. I could have done that. But that, that doesn't allow the, the, their, their confidence to build. Um, so you have to give yourself credit for these, the work that you're doing. And I think there's no better place um, to do that than in these threshold workouts because they're supposed to be controlled. We're, we're, we're supposed to be going up to a threshold and not over it. We're, we're not trying to race these. We're not trying to you know, squeak every last second we can out of them. Um, and so we're, we're more likely to, to be smooth and consistent in these. And that's a great place to build up confidence. And they're like, yeah, man, I just, I just ran 10 miles pretty quick. Um, and just let that sit in. It sounds like your your wife did that, and that's uh, you know that's uh, um, you know, that's a great point. That these are a great place to really build up our confidence, and and we're going to need that as much or more than anything else on race day. Um, the the races I went in confident, you know, I said the, the runners I see across the board that do best on race day are the ones who go to the start line with a calm confidence. They know they've done the work yeah. and they're prepared for the task ahead of them. They know it's going to be hard. But they know that they uh, that they did it. Um, you know they've done the work and they're ready. And I think that's that's probably another great point that, that folds right into this whole topic of of threshold workout. One of the big benefits of these workouts is it allows us to sort of develop a mental callousing to to sustain hard efforts over long periods of time. Just exactly what we're going to do in a race. We're going to be out there for 30 or 60 or two hours or three hours, however long. Um, running at a, you know, at a pretty hard intensity. So we need to get accustomed to that in training. And this, these type of workouts really sort of callous the mind to that harder effort. I, I like to call it getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. It's just, mm-hmm. just getting used to tolerating, you know, you know, this, I think everyone's done that. They had something that's, that's annoyed them or whatever, but after a while you just sort of forget about it or you get used to it. Um, and, and it's the same thing in these, by doing them over and over again, you just sort of get comfortable with, with being a little bit uncomfortable for a period of time and, and being okay with that. And, and sometimes it doesn't get easier. We just get tougher. And, you know, yeah. that's what I tell my runners on race day. It's like, don't go into this race thinking it's not going to be hard because it's going to be hard. That's It's a race. It's supposed to be hard. We're pushing our, our envelope. I said, but when it gets hard, know that you are tough enough. You've proven to yourself in these training runs that you can do hard things. And, and, and that's, that's powerful. That's a, that's a powerful message to have in your own mind that, that I can do tough things. It's like, yeah, this is going to be hard. That's all right. Cause I'm ready for it. I'm ready for that. Yep. Those small doses of hard effort help you build up to where you can do those long doses Absolutely. of hard effort. And, and that's, I, you know, I've always loved, uh, especially the LT kind of tempos, uh, because you can cruise in that comfortably hard pace as we mentioned before but it's it's kind of a it's a nice zone to be in where you feel like you're getting some real good work done but at the same time not tearing yourself apart and i feel like you always leave those especially if you execute them well feeling really good about yourself and ready to go for that next race so yeah that might be a good place to to kind of round things back out and go back through the the list of of what the heck is tempo back all the way down through the workouts and things so we started with you know, what is tempo first of all, right? So we've got the aerobic threshold, which is that, like you said, it was the, uh, what was it? The, some people call it a ventilation thresh- threshold where you're, right, where you're, uh, your breathing starts to increase because as you're, as you're producing uh, ATP, one of the byproducts, of course, is carbon dioxide. So your body starts breathing faster to get that out and flush that from your right. system. And so 
kind of at that space, space where you're still in an aerobic zone. You're starting to go into glycolysis, so you're, you're using sugar to make ATP, which is an anaerobic version of, of ATP production, and you now have a mix of aerobic and anaerobic at the same time. This is the zone that we're sitting in now. And as we move up, we hit another clear line, which is that lactate threshold. And that's when, as soon as you cross it, that lactate in your blood will spike pretty, pretty quickly up, and that's when you're in those high-intensity workouts is across that line. That's where intervals and stuff live. That's where race efforts live. But that's where we don't want to go for this. That's your line where you know you've gone too far when you can taste that metallic taste in the back of your throat or the the burning in your lungs or your muscles. You're going too fast. And so those are the two areas that we're talking about, those two thresholds, the lines in which those start. And then, as you mentioned, we have four types of workouts. I'll let you go through those four workouts really quick because I don't want to monopolize the the, the, the clothes. That was a great overview there. I love that. Um, yeah, so the four workouts are repeats. Uh, so tempo repeats, you can call them AT repeats for aerobic threshold or LT repeats, uh, depending on which ones you do. And that's basically, we're going to break up um, our run. We're going to break up uh, basically a tempo run into small segments with just a short recovery in between it. And the reason why we do that is so that we can uh, accomplish a little bit more time. We can, we, can, we can do a little bit more total in the workout by, by doing it that way. And, and that would be between... 30, uh, 30 minutes and uh, 60 minutes, or 30 minutes and 40 minutes in total for an LT uh, uh, workout and for between uh, 60 and 80 minutes for an AT uh, 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 repeats workout, uh, in total, total of those segments together. So if you're doing five minute repeats, it's, it's at, um, you know, it would be six, six to eight. Um, and then uh, the, the straight temple run, and that is just uh, straightforward. We ease into the workout. We just lock in right at, at around our, our threshold pace or slightly under it. And then we keep it there even nice and even and steady the whole way for an LT repeats. That's tw- or for L- LT tempo. That's 24 to 30 minutes for AT. That's 48 to 60 minutes. Just, just get in there nice and comfortable and just locking in at that, uh, that threshold range. The, uh, uh, the progression tempos, are, are, are very similar, same times. We do it for the same amount of time, except we start a little bit easier. We start a little bit below threshold. We gradually work up to threshold, and then we allow ourselves to exceed the threshold a little, little bit faster in the end. So it's just sort of a, uh, just like it sounds, it's, we're just gradually progressing in intensity over the, over the course of the run. You can do that very formally, or you can just let it flow a little bit more naturally, uh, just sort of depending on, on how you like to do the workout. And then the last one is the wave tempo. And that's where we're still gonna do that, that same amount of time, 24 to 30 minutes or, uh, or 48 to, to 60 minutes, depending on which threshold that we're working. But now we're gonna break up that, uh, uh, that time into um, chunks of three to five minutes in length. And we're going to alternate back and forth just a little bit faster than the threshold and then just a little bit slower, allow ourselves to recover. So we're talking maybe maybe uh, 10 to 15 seconds faster than threshold pace, 10 to 15 seconds slower, just enough to gradually, you know, in a lactate threshold, produce a little bit of, of, of extra lactate and then slow enough to just get rid of it, just, a, just enough. And, uh, you know, between all four of those type of workouts, it gives us a, a great toolbox of workouts and things that we can do to really uh, attack these thresholds and really make progress in, in what's one of the most important segments of our fitness when we're talking about racing, you know, long distances. 
is is that building up that stamina that to allow us to be able to to run for a long time at a at an, an aggressive rhythm. And as you said, this is this is kind of a bread and butter workout for anybody working from really the three k up to the the marathon. And this is something that you can you can use and harness to really improve your your racing efforts, whether Again, whether you're looking to run a quick two mile or you're looking to get your Boston qualifier or trials qualifier or whatever that is. So being able to execute these is key. Some of the key call outs too, I think, how you the effort wise, how you how you approach these again. So the LT being comfortably hard, and I like what you said for the AT, which is comfortably quick. That makes it sound a little bit more fun and a little more springy. And uh, that's how it feels to me, at least in the early stages later in that AT especially if you're doing the long traditional tempo run, you may not feel so excited about it and you'll be hating me for saying that, but at least you'll remember comfortably quick. But I think that that basically covers it, covers it all the whole gamut there. Is there, is there anything we're missing or any last thoughts that you want to throw in? Yeah. You know, I think it's just good to keep in mind as you're doing all of these workouts um, is that you're, you're better off starting a little too slow and working it mm-hmm. than, than going too quick. Um, because you can sabotage just like you were you, you were saying again, you can sabotage the workout by by starting these too fast. So just uh, um, you know easing into them, I think is a great way to go. And uh, uh, you know, and, and think about it in terms of not necessarily running them faster. It's great if you can uh, uh, you know run them run them at a strong pace and your fitness is improving. But think about being as relaxed and smooth and comfortable as you can while you're, uh, you know, while you're running at that pace range, because the more relaxed you can get your body, the, the, the quicker you're going to be. Absolutely. We're working on that running economy, your, your efficiency and making everything smooth. And to the last reminder that you reminded me of in that, that close there was all these paces are on the run Doyen calculator. So you can check out the run Doyen website and get the, the calculator and plug in kind of your, your current race times so that you don't have to do the math and you, you don't, you aren't making mistakes trying to just feel it out. Uh, you can actually get the the right times on there. And as you said, if you're going to make an error, error slightly on the slow side as opposed to the fast side, and you'll, you'll start to feel these as you do them, you'll, you'll understand and you'll kind of lock in and you'll know what LT pace is. You'll know what AT pace is, the more fit that you get and the more experienced you get with these workouts. But Mark, I appreciate you joining me for this one and walking us through uh, thresholds and tempos and what the heck is all that stuff. Hopefully this is a good one for everyone and they were able to get something out of it. Uh, but I appreciate your time and appreciate your expertise. All right. Thank you for having me. Uh, I've enjoyed it. It's uh, a great, great topic. And uh, I'm hoping everybody's uh, got something they can use from it. Thanks again, Mark. And once again, for all the listeners, that's Mark Hadley, one of the coaches here at Rundoyan and a coach of over 100 Boston qualifiers. That'll wrap up this month's Next Level Running podcast. I hope to see you here again on the 26th of this coming month for our next episode. Thank you for joining us here on the Next Level Running Podcast, your source for training advice from the expert coaches at Run Doyen. If you're ready to take your training and racing to the next level, head over to rundoyen.com and get matched to your ideal coach who will provide you with the highly customized online training you need to start crushing your goals on race day.